dig. Hey, hey, welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, we live in a twilight world. There are no friends at dusk. I just can't imagine the pitch meeting for this, because you know these executives, these old executives, did not understand what the hell he's talking about. How did they do that? Was it CGI? Because it looked so good. In the Reddit page I moderate, we call them patty cakes. Like, I already know the fucking quarter trick. Hello, and welcome back to the pod, guys. This is Things We Dig, and once again, this is David. Hey, what's up, guys? Chris Fig here. As always, it's the other Chris. Hey, howdy ho, it's Alex. This is Nevitz, or for you non-inverted, Steven. Ooh. Wow. Let's see what you did there, and I Pretty dig good. it. This guy's living in the future. All right, well, good to see you again, Nevitz. Welcome back to the pod. It's great to see all your faces. All right, guys, I know we usually bring up what we're digging on. And uh, this past week, I was really bored at my house and I happened to stumble upon the X-Files. Were you guys ever really into the X-Files at all growing up? I personally have really never watched a series a whole ton, but I know my dad was super into it. And I just remember that theme song always just kind of gave me the creeps, man, just because Mm -hmm. it was on, I believe it was on at Fox and it was on pretty late at night. It was like one of those shows where it was, mainly made for adults but i just remember hearing my dad like play it and that theme song just it it fit perfectly for the theme of that tv show i want to say it was uh sunday night it was like one of the late shows on the sunday night lineup dude and i was the same exact way my dad was really into it and i remember a lot of the times in the early years because i want to say what it came out in like 93 or something went all the way to like 98 sounds about i know early to mid 90s but um that it used to scare me i remember as a kid and as i got older i remember like a few of those episodes but in the early days i remember just like falling asleep and kind of being like scared of the theme song too <laughs> but yeah man it's a creepy ass show and it's pretty good so far and it's just in the very i'm in like the third episode so it's funny to see this like show that you know is going to evolve and get much better and it was so like so acclaimed at the time so these first few episodes are just really funny so if anybody's never seen the show or just wants to check it out i'd recommend it how about uh anybody else you, uh, you guys got shit you're digging on fucking looking at you can you tell who i'm looking at yes the gorilla i believe you're looking at me dave <laughs> uh yeah i mean x files definitely i feel like would be more up my alley these days so uh i might have to join you dave with that uh that binge <laughs> But for myself, I've been listening to, I want to say it's like an audio comic book. It's called Wolverine, The Long Night. I'm streaming it on Spotify. I'm sure Apple Podcasts and, you know, pretty much anywhere you can stream podcasts. But it is really, really good, man. It's based around Wolverine. Logan moves to Alaska and it's almost like a murder mystery. He's really not even the main character of the story yet. I mean, I'm like six to seven episodes in and it's following these two detectives who who go to Alaska to kind of look into Logan. And, you know, of course we know Wolverine always running from his past. A little bit of that in there. And like I said, it's like a, like a murder mystery kind of thriller. And it's done by Marvel 
Marvel. So the production is extremely good. Like essentially watching a TV show without the visuals, you know, so I guess an audio book, but it's better. It's, it's multiple actors, you know, acting for these characters. So yeah, it's, you know, I highly recommend it, man. It's really, really good. Oh yeah. That does sound dope, dude. I got a question for you, you guys. Uh, every year I set a goal of reading so many books per year. Uh, do you guys count audiobooks as, you know, as a book, as a reading? Which I, I, I don't and I can't do it, unfortunately. But do you guys? I just listened to an audiobook and I thought that. I was like, this. I felt, I felt like I didn't read it, but I still say that I read the book. But I think I listen to the book. I think they're just so totally different, like experiences, yeah. dude. It's just like yeah. you can't really. But I don't believe I'm at the same way though. Like I wouldn't. You know the book now, and it's but you didn't like physically mm. read it. So it is a weird thing. But I've never tried to listen to a book on audio, and I know some people say it's well, you just the best, you did, man. I you did this one right you did wolverine well i did one episode yeah and i mean i liked it it was a cool style sometimes i almost felt like i was listening to like the like in between scenes in a video game or something dude <laughs> yeah that yeah it did give me that feel too as well um but yeah i would say like you guys are saying i wouldn't technically count it as you know i read 100 books you know, this year, if, you know, you listen to 50 of them, you're like, okay, maybe I only read 50. But like you're saying, you still know the story. So it's like, you know, you tell people like, oh, I know that story, but I listen to it. I mean, unless you're like a book snob, you're like, oh, you, you don't know this shit because, you know, you didn't read it. <laughs> then I guess like you can go from that realm. But if you know the story, you know the story. So yeah, I'm with, so I'm reading. I'm with Fig on this one. I'm not like a hater. Like, oh, if you listen to the book, you didn't read it or whatever. But me personally, I like to read a book and get super immersed in it even to the point like uh, not a hater again but i don't like nooks and whatever kindles and stuff super bad for the environment but i love <laughs> a paper book in my hands and turning the pages something about it like really puts me into the story so Hell that's yeah. i like to read all my shit uh in my hands if i can i'm down with that for sure yeah man you're a gentleman as well as a scholar i've always said so hmm, thank you <laughs> masoe uh piece of shit so well yeah. what is the yeah. Sh- well, What's haven't the you guys digging on? Aren't you guys friends? I mean, friends. Aren't you? Haven't you guys read the? Uh, <laughs> you read the Harry Potter books, but some of you have listened to the books on tape, and aren't those pretty cool? Uh, yeah. So I've read all of the Harry Potter books, and I've listened to all the Harry Potter books too, as well. And uh, I would have to admit that I mean, both experiences are great. I think I mentioned to you guys before the guy who reads, you know, the audiobooks does such a fantastic job that. I would say just slightly elevates the experience a bit more, especially with those books. But here's a question though. So if you were to listen to the books first, would it be different? Wouldn't, would you recommend reading them first and then listening on audio? Yeah. I would say always read a book first if you have the chance to, and then listen to audio. I you know, think it might be a better experience doing it that way. Yeah, I agree, dude. It's a weird thing for sure. Dude, uh, for me, what I've been digging on right now, some of you guys might have watched it, maybe not, Dark on Netflix. It is uh, three seasons, it's already over, wrapped up. It's a German-produced show that Netflix, um, I guess, what would you call it, put out for America? Uh, yeah, they maybe funded or or just, yeah. Produced, produced, yeah, produced, produced for American television is what mm-hmm. Netflix did. And uh, Sean, one of our friends, recommended it to me. Without saying too much, it has to deal with like time travel a bit and the past, present, and the future colliding. And it takes place in this small town in Germany that's got this 
research lab near it. People kind of compare it to like the German uh, Stranger Things a bit, except the kids aren't the main cast, it's adults. And I'm halfway through a season and it's quickly jumped into like my top 10 or five shows of all time. It's really, really good. Amazing wow, cinematography. Cool. I should watch it. I've heard good things. And I, I think first season, the, the, the imagery on, on Netflix looked cool. And I don't know. And maybe I'm the douche that decided not to watch it because it was in German subtitles. But sometimes I do not pick something because of that reason and regret Dude, it ultimately. You are not a douche for that because I have <laughs> been avoiding my friend's recommendation to watch a show for years because I was like, man, I don't want to watch a show with subtitles. But then, you know, Parasite got super popular and Squid Game mm -hmm. got super popular. I watched both of those with subtitles. And I'm just, I guess, more used to it now. So, And it goes back to reading. It. Like reading, I love it because ultimately with subtitles, and I argue that watch, listening to subtitles with your favorite movies is that subtitles will show you things of the movie that they didn't even want you to hear. Like if it's a whisper or side chatter, the closed captioning will tell you what it is. So you don't even, like you will hear more of the dialogue than just listening to it. Or you could always just say, fuck this reading and put the dubbed version on. <laughs> <laughs> so you said, Chris, that the dub version is pretty ridiculous. Is it like on the level of Squid Game dub version ridiculous? I would say worse, but... This is personal opinion, but I would say worse. <laughs> I have something to admit. I watched all of Squid Game with the dub version, dude, and I regret doing that. Uh, I might have yeah. to watch it again with the subtitles on because it was really Why bad. is it though? Why, like you said it, Chris said it. Why, why is that so bad? Why can't it's they? True emotion it's doesn't come through. Man. It's yeah. translation for sure, too, man. Like, yeah. it just doesn't translate into English like that. I feel like. Yeah, the actor in the moment saying like what they're saying and doing it. Yeah, someone else can't. I mean, you can if it's like, um, you know, voiceover for like an animated thing because it's not already someone else's body. Like your emotion is being portrayed on their face and it's just something is lost in the connection. Oh, yeah. It sure. is kind of funny, though, dude. It does kind of have like a slight humor to watching dub versions of shit. Well, it just reminds me of like karate and we always joked about it where you'd be like, you are good, but I am better. <laughs> <laughs> you know like in his mouth just keeps moving like that looks like, crazy I know. of yeah. course for the listeners out there use your imagination but uh but would you would just so would, are we all in agreement that the dubbed version and the subtitles is like an audiobook compared to reading a book ah uh, i don't know I kind of the, the audiobook reads the exact thing that you're reading but, but it's not the same thing not the same no for sure I like it all in my head. It was a, it was a reach. I like it, it all in my noggin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to jump into what I'm digging on really quick. And those all sound really cool. But I guess I just, I've been waiting for it. Apple TV or Apple TV Plus, if you have got it, uh, a new show just came out called Invasion. And it surrounds the events of an alien invasion. Um, but it, it focuses on the lives of five different people around the world and them experiencing this alien invasion. Um, and of course, you've seen a million alien invasion movies, but this one does take it to the next level of, of originality and just good uh, imagery. And I only watched the first episode, but it really built it up to some uh, deep shit. So honestly, I don't it. feel like I've seen a whole lot of alien invasion things. It's a I know, TV I guess show. Took an, yeah, TV show, only seven episodes. And um, everybody's got to know somebody with Apple subscriptions. So figure it out. Does it? Does it show the aliens on it? 
I am not to that point yet. At the opening of the movie, there's a scene of a guy in like Egypt and something's coming towards him and it, 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 he looks at it. It's really hard to see what it is, but you think it might be the alien and then it just fucking blasts him oh. hundreds of feet away. So you're like, oh, oh. shit. Well, we, uh, Dude, we that do, sounds pretty interesting. We do know someone on Apple TV. Wink, wink, AB, huh? Well, I, I, it was free. The first episode for my listeners out there, the first episode's free if you don't have Apple TV. Um, I don't have Apple TV. I only watched the first episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> my parents do. Uh, Shout out to mom Jesus. and dad. <laughs> I've been seeing... Uh, Shout out to mom and dad. I'm gonna watch I've been it. seeing previews for this show, so I, you know, might have to gauge in a little piracy. When no, you said I will it, watch it. I will watch when it. When you said it was seven episodes long and I asked, oh, have you seen the aliens yet? And you're like, no, I haven't. I thought you were like pretty deep into the show. <laughs> <laughs> episode five, I've been waiting, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> episode yeah. one is a buildup, but it shit goes down. Yeah, anything with aliens, I'm usually on board with, man. I, I freaking love anything with aliens, TV shows, movies, books, comic books. So you would all like it. Real uh, life invasion? Are you down for that, Pig? I would be interested as long as we don't die. <laughs> oh, some people are definitely gonna die. Yeah. Wouldn't that, or something. wouldn't that be the craziest thing if there was like truly an invasion, but it wasn't like violent at all? It was just like, it would be the weirdest. Oh, shit. I could believe that maybe the aliens wouldn't be violent, but dude, everyone would start shooting. Every country would um, kill them. <laughs> that you feels like, yeah, I feel like we could have so many podcasts secrets. on that topic alone. They just like stop the bullets with their mind. They're like, they're not ready. Just like float, float away, float back into their ships. <laughs> are some people going to die? They'll turn on MTV and be like, they're not ready, y'all. Float away. <laughs> yeah. Not until they bring back music videos. Yeah, I, I would not want to visit our planet either. But uh, to segue, uh, what about you, Steve? What are you digging on, man? Um, currently, I am watching one of my favorite TV shows, a show about nothing. And uh, but this is Curb Your Enthusiasm, the new season, <laughs> okay. which is not, oh. I would admit, it's not the best season, but it still has uh, some really funny moments. I don't know if you guys watch this show, I highly recommend it. All the whole series it is hilarious. I was gonna say, I'm a few seasons behind right now, I need to jump back into it, but it is a hilarious show, and it is uh, one of my favorite shows to just uh, shmirk a little bit, <laughs> chill out, and watch it. It's such great deadpan humor by Larry David, man. Yeah, so good. Just the trouble he gets himself into. So how would you guys describe it to somebody who hasn't watched it, like myself? Dude, uh, um, it's nutshell. super funny. It's super funny that Steve brought that up only because I just started watching it and I'm like five episodes into the first season. And it is so funny. It's just um, somebody who's just digs himself into a deeper and deeper hole and something that'll happen in the beginning of an episode usually always circles back at the end to really bite him in the ass. Like, you know, he can't catch a break essentially. And he's his own worst enemy. Essentially. Think of like a self deprecating Seinfeld show almost in a way. <laughs> okay. Seinfeld is really bad luck and doesn't know how to get him. Just doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> so George Costanza is based off of Larry David. Isn't he like semi based off him? So, I mean, imagine, George Costanza, the shit that happens to him on Seinfeld, kind of <laughs> right. same same energy. Just deep digs his own holes, pretty much. Yeah. Like. So uh, yeah, man, if you guys haven't seen uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, definitely check it out, Steve. Good choice. But I think let's uh, kick things into another gear. 
going to pass the shovel on to Dave. Um, what is Dave saying right now? You guys, I think Dave logged onto the pod drunk again. Dude, uh, well, he has a mask on. Take off the mask. Wait, is Dave inverted right now? Oh, shit. I'm sorry, guys. I, uh, missed the turnstile. I think I was inverted there for a second. Oh, oh. oh it's all good, man. You sound, uh, you sound regular now. Yeah. What's up? What were you saying? Oh, shit, man. I was just saying, uh, this past week, my selection happened to be the movie Tenet. Oh, right. Ooh. I was wondering why you had an oxygen tank on your face, man. Yeah. thought maybe you were uh, chain smoking again or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had the old tank on your face. You got the vid. <laughs> no, actually, that was me just huffing some good old nitrous. All right, so for me, guys, the reason why I picked this movie, I was really excited for this movie when I saw it was going to be coming out in theaters. It was released in strange, very strange times, obviously. I know we've probably mentioned this on the pod before. Producers, chime in and let me know if we have. Maybe we can edit it out. But Alex and Chris, I believe, have brought up, you guys actually got to see this movie in theaters, and it was right before... The shutdown, right? It was yeah. actually during the pandemic. They during. reopened the theaters for like, I don't know, three weeks, maybe. And we, me, uh, Alex, and our buddy Sean went and saw Tenet at the Fiesta. Yeah, Fiesta hasn't been open since, too. It's crazy. So, yeah, you guys went to that movie. I wanted to go to that movie with you guys, but I knew I'd fall asleep, so I didn't go. But you guys all had a very kind of high opinion of it al I, I think every every one of you guys said you needed to watch it again to really kind of try to wrap your head around it which now having watched it i totally understand what you're saying going into this movie blindly i would give it just a quick synopsis of you're following a general character who seems to have a cia background and he's recruited it almost seems by almost like a shadow underground type of I don't know, like yeah. people or, you know, that are trying to prevent World War Three, as they put it. But it's not through nuclear war, as you would, you know, believe it to be. It's through time and like almost just how you can like chronologically use it in a sense, almost to prevent or to know what to do to predict the future so you can make moves. And that's the general synopsis of the movie for me. What did you guys think of like the opening of the movie? Like, I mean, it kind of started off with the bang, which I really liked. What were your guys' thoughts on that? I feel like it had a very, very Christopher Nolan start. Like not, not like a remake, but I'm thinking like uh, The Dark Knight and how that kind of opens. So it's just like an event happening, you know, some shit's going down. Right. So it was really cool. And obviously, again, Dave was saying, going back a second time seeing the movie, I mean, it's just like there's so much going on that there's things you don't that that you miss. Like the opening scene, I found I saw so many new things happen the second time watching it just because it's you just didn't realize I, I, up in like it was like an orchestra performance. Right. Right. It goes crazy. Yeah. The whole I mean, you know, again, for listeners, if you haven't seen Tenet, you know, we didn't mention this, but there are going to be a relatively big spoilers but Huge. getting into that the whole inverted bullet i didn't catch in the beginning you know with you know robert pattinson's character we learn at the end of the movie you know he's the one who's been following who they call the protagonist john david washington's character and they emphasized on the little red trinket on his backpack 
where for the first time you're seeing this movie, you don't really, you don't catch that. You're just like, oh, there's just a guy. It kind of, everything's happening so fast. And then when you rewatch it again, like you said, Alex, you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize he inverted a bullet, which, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about what inversion is. So, I mean, I thought the opening was really just well done. And like you said, Christopher Nolan's style of, you know, just starting things off with a bang and really you know, getting the audience to be intrigued and, you know, grasp, you know, the characters of the movie. So, yeah. Yeah, I watched this movie in a Dolby Atmos and that opening scene was intense. I mean, the the gunshots were so loud, the uh, the screaming, the uh, the explosions. Uh, and after that scene, um, once it, you know, once the, the train track scene happens, the sound just stops, just drops and you realize, holy shit, that was fucking loud. Yeah, from from what I was like, Reading Pawn, even after the movie and before the pod, just looking up some kind of fun facts. Christopher Nolan, you know, stated that he made the soundtrack be overly loud. So he made it feel like you were part of the movie. You know, like you're saying, see the train scene or, you know, there's other parts of the movie where you can kind of barely make out the dialogue, you know. So but it's supposed to give you the sense of like, oh, I'm actually on this boat or I'm, you know, part of this explosion. And he's talking to, you know, another part of his team members. And you're like, what, what is he saying? So just give you that illusion of you're actually there with them. So that's just something mm -hmm. I little fun tidbit I read. There was actually, now that you say that too, there was a lot of shots that were like over the shoulder shots that made it feel like you were like directly behind them at certain points of the movie. And I've never noticed if Christopher Nolan has those type of shots. I almost felt like it was something like specifically for this movie. So now that you say that, like it did make me feel that way along with the sounds and everything else. But the opening for me, man, it's just like you guys said, right off the bat, Reminded me, like Alex said, almost like Dark Knight with the jo the Joker, where that whole buildup of the scene, you're just in that movie right off the bat, dude. It was the exact same feeling. And at the same time, you're like, what the fuck is even going on? So you're instantly, when this movie is starting, trying to put these pieces together. And you know it's a Christopher Nolan film, so you're trying to catch any type of clues. But going into it with the first watch, you have no idea what to watch for. And I am looking forward to watching it again, uh, just so I can pick up on all the things that you just brought up, especially knowing how the movie ends now. Dude, they had that really dope call sign too in that opening scene. The we live in a twilight world. There are no friends at dusk. Me and uh, our buddy James play a lot of games online and he's in the military. And after that came out, that was like what we were saying to each other on there all the time to the point <laughs> where we got sick of it. We're like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And then leading up, you know, after that scene, you know, John David Washington protagonist, like I mentioned, is just what they call him in the movie and the explanation of inversion. He goes to that scientist, even watching it for a third time, like you get it, but in your head, you're kind of like, damn, this is sort of a mind fuck. Like, did you guys feel that way when she was explaining what inversion was and how to control it? Yeah, man. Yeah. It reminds me of like cryptocurrency. I, I get <laughs> it, but I don't get it. You know, yeah. It's like somebody trying to tell me about NFTs. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're, exactly. they're telling you and they're like, you get it, right? And you're like, yeah, but it still fucking sounds. Yeah, like I see and, it happening and it makes sense to me, but also and I then have they, no fucking clue what's happening. And then they say, don't try to understand it. Just go with your instincts. That's why I feel, though, that Christopher Nolan, going back to Memento, he, he was fucking breaking boundaries way back then. So he's been thinking deep about this. So every little piece of this movie, there's a meaning behind it. And so it's like those little things. And I 
question or I, I critique. It's like that was his plan the whole time. I mean, he's probably been who knows how long he's been thinking this movie up. Just knowing how complex this movie was going to be, I was expecting it because I've heard everybody talk about it, you know, so much. But when she was explaining it, dude, I was trying so hard to understand because I was like, fuck, I'm so fucked if I don't get this like basic premise that she's going to throw out right now. And I was just like, man, it just it takes the entire movie and things looping and looping and looping again to kind of be like, okay. Now I kind of get what's happening. Like I said, even watching it for a third time, I mean, I, I watched it, you know, in theaters and I was like, fuck, dude, I have no idea what's going on. I'm simply going to sit back, enjoy the visuals. I grasped the concept, you know, a little bit, you know, but I guess it, it's just stuff is being sent, you know, from the past, right? In these turnstiles where, you know, the, the villain is creating these turnstiles from the future. So he's essentially getting stuff from the future right and they're inverted that's how these whole things can like even objects fly in like the reverse time right that's what i got from it in a, in a sense yeah i think you nailed it right there it's like just, things are going backwards while coming forward at the same time i just can't imagine the pitch meeting for this because you know these executives <laughs> these old executives did not understand what the hell he's talking about so imagine <laughs> the pool that you would have to have in order to get the money to make this Oh, exactly. Exactly, Steve. I was like, it's because his his track record. They're like, yep, we don't understand it, but here you go, man. (laughs) Yeah, at this point, I feel like it's funny is when you become famous, you have to start out doing something that's going to be a rock, a rock solid sure bet. But then because you make it so far, he has more freedom. Like, I wonder if like Christopher Nolan started with that movie, would people be like, "Mm, fucking dumb, dude, no one's going to get it. But now they're just like, whatever you want to do, bro. You're Christopher Nolan. Here's some money. Just throw it at you. I mean, even Inception had to be a crazy pitch. Like it's a heist taking place in a dream inside of a dream. Like what the fuck? And Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's what got him the notoriety, honestly, because that is kind of a far out concept in the way he did it. So well done, man. So well executed. I thought this movie was not as well executed as that, but still to take such a, uh, for lack of a better term, a highbrow concept and put it onto the big screen and actually make it work like it did. I I really enjoyed Tenet, man. I will watch it again in the future. Uh, Not to jump ahead or around, but there's a conversation that takes place at the end of the film. It's just like one of my favorite conversations in any movie. I think it's super sick between, um, the protagonist and oh, damn, I can't think of his name. Neil. Neil. Uh, yes. Pattinson. Uh, and he, they basically talk and it's when they're coming to a realization of like how everything's working and you are kind of coming to the realization of how everything's working at the same time. And, uh, fucking very well done man i walked out after that scene like god damn what a movie well i mean it's almost like you said maybe they made it where almost the characters weren't understanding anything and so the characters realized at the same time we realized i gotta admit washington man seeing that that's daniel denzel's son i was like oh shit man i don't know anything about you i hope that you do good right i mean did do you guys think he did good i didn't know it was denzel's son for a very long time he seems to have like a flat affect Unless that's what the movie was going for. He just was a very, very monotone dude. I liked it, though, because he played the part pretty well of like a dude who had like a certain background of training and trying to piece things together. But it was just like and that's what was so beautiful about it, because he's like trying to figure it out the whole time. And then in the end, it like doubles back that it's him, you know. 
And it's like, I, one of my favorite parts that I liked was when you see them going back to where the art is stored and you see it's them with the masks on and stuff that was like running around. Cause I was like, what is going on with that? And I was like, oh, well, that's obviously other people who know what's up like them or uh, David Washington did. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, man, so many moments like that where they call back and you're like, oh, it was that, it was him or him doing it at this point. And, but the thing that was confusing for me was watching like, that kind of made sense. But then like watching the backwards, sometimes I'd look at shit that was happening and I'd be like, which is which I didn't, I couldn't even tell sometimes, man. And maybe that comes with watching it more and more, but that's probably what he wanted though. It's definitely a multiple watch movie. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to watch this movie. And like I said, I had to rewind it, put subtitles on. Yeah, I mean, going back to John David Washington, I thought he did a really well, pretty well done job in this. Like you guys are saying, he's a bit, he was a, at least in this, he was a bit kind of monotone. He's also in that movie Black Klansman, which oh, I sure. thought he did really well in that. He was a little bit more charismatic in that. But I think for this movie, he was more so trying to be, like you guys had mentioned, like he's a CIA agent. He's in this new organization, Tenet. So he kind of has to play that role of sort of like James Bond-like, but not quite as charming, I would say. Dude, just to touch on John David Washington really quick, sometimes you worry with an actor that's like a son or whatever, like, are they getting this because, you know, just riding their parents' coattails? I think he killed it, man. Uh, Did a really good job. Robert Pattinson, on the other hand, man, I was kind of a hater on him back in like the Twilight days just because I wasn't in the Twilight and I was young (laughs) and dumb. He's done a lot of cool indie work between now and then that really made me love him as an actor. But this is the film that sold me on him being Batman. Like I came out of this and I was like, dude, Robert Pattinson is going to fucking kill it as Batman because he Mm -hmm. just played an action star really well. I dug it. Yeah, like a cool, suave. Yes, Exactly. Dude who likes to drink, but it was cool because he was like the mix of the David Washington guy was just like pretty serious. And he was like, ah, it's cool. Have a drink and blah, 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 loosey goosey. But you knew that he was pretty fucking serious about it all. When you when you get to the end and realize what he had actually been doing, then you're like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, dude, I thought he did a great job in this movie. And I just thought their chemistry together as like a like a team up movie was really well done. Well, I wasn't sold on him uh, in this movie until the end, the whole uh, the war battle at the end. Because the most of his role in the movie is just like an exposition dump. So he's just walking and basically explaining every concept. Almost every scene of him is just walking, <laughs> explaining, walking, explaining. Until yeah. that end scene, then you realize, yeah, this guy, this guy can do the do the job. Yeah, I wasn't completely sold too because I almost feel like they were trying to like play a slight angle too that he was up to something like he was gonna be a f- pull a Judas on him, dude, and be like, "Oh, you're fucked," uh, you yeah. know, Bad like somehow. Almost. Yeah, and he had to obviously at the end he had to not give up what he knew because it would obviously mm-hmm. affect what was going to happen. So. It's really trippy. The whole exposition dump worked at the end when you realize that like, oh, he's been there the whole time going either inverted or, you know, and how he mentioned, Chris, you were saying the the conversation they had of, oh, he's like our friendship, you know, this is the end of our friendship for me. And at first I was like, wait, what the fuck is he talking about? And then you realize like, oh, he recruited, you know, Neil for Tenet 
in the future and you're like oh shit what a small subtle twist but that mm -hmm. whole you know him kind of knowing everything worked out in the end because because like i said he's been there the whole time yeah, and yeah. like what dave was alluding to how he's like oh you're thinking he's gonna be up to something and what he turned out he was is that he knew everything and he just had to act around john david washington that like he didn't know everything at first. Like he was learning it too, to not uh, throw off the entire timeline or however you'd say it. Yeah. Yeah. Timeline for sure. What did you guys think about some of the special effects? I know we touched on it a bit. Some of the inversion fighting or even like some of the buildings exploding, they're inverted and then not inverted. Like, yeah. Insane. Dude, I and mean, they shot the bazookas at the same yes, time, dude. dude. Yeah. I was going to say that. Like, it showed one. What did it show first? It showed one not explode. And then as it built back up, or it, it exploded it. And then you guys know what I'm talking about. It, it like, was like the, it. I don't it, know how yeah, they did that. It showed the bottom go first. The bottom the top, go. And then the like, top. Boom. Yeah. yeah. I, I like, I know it's probably easier than you think, but that was definitely a moment where I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Special effects. How did they do that? Was it CGI? Because it looked so good that if it was CGI, it was. Dude, another one that was very like memorable for me was when he first was fighting with themselves and he just mm -hmm. gets sucked out of the bay door. Like it lifts up and he gets sucked out and you're like, what the fuck? And yeah. then you see it was the explosion that lifted it and like shot him in. Shot yeah, him in. that was dope. I don't even know. I mean, going back to, you know, that scene and what you're talking about, Alex, just reverse like like, a you know, quick cut of the eye where like the, the naked eye can't really tell. I don't know. I mean, those fight scenes were really well choreographed, but at the same time, awkward looking because when I first saw him, like, why does it look weird? And then you realize he's inverting fighting against himself. So just just another aspect to this movie that you're kind of a mind fuck to as well. I enjoy it. But at the same time, it makes you think about it, too. Yeah, the, the whole cinematography of like them fighting themselves. And then in the end, when Neil is, I don't know, is, is five of him in there more like he's going in and out of that final battle in so many different ways. Like it's hard to keep track of where he is or how many mm -hmm. versions of himself are coexisting at the same time. And it's like, damn, it's so tight how they did that. And if you break it down and look into it, like it all makes sense of where he is at the right time. Right. There's a uh, there's a YouTube video somewhere where somebody breaks it down and shows you an actual timeline of it and it just proves more how fucking crazy it is because yes there's multiple people and multiple versions of both david washington and pattinson i want to say pattinson there's like five different versions of, his, of him moving backwards and forwards throughout this whole story that it's still kind of a mind fuck but the youtuber kind of breaks it down I recommend it. Man, I wonder how Christopher Nolan and his editor kept shit in line because that, that'd be so hard, so difficult to mm -hmm. be like, okay, he's coming from here, but he's also coming from here, but running backwards. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you think that was all his vision or do you think he had a vision and brought in multiple people to like bring it all together? Like, I don't know how he does it, know. you know? I think Christopher Nolan, I mean, this is 100% him and maybe his brother, his co-writer. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I think he has all the concepts and everything down. And then maybe you bring in, you know, some choreographers. You're like, hey, this is we're going to have a guy running backwards here fighting and this guy doing this to someone to help make it look, you know, yeah. smooth. But I agree with Steve. It's all his brainchild for sure. 
I'm sure he has like a good core group of people for like every aspect of what goes oh, yeah. into it as well. It's like a probably like a good team, like a top good of the unit. line. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it seems that some of these movies you hear how long they've waited to write them, or maybe he's been pitching this movie for years and we didn't even know. And everybody's just like, no, no, no. Or he's been writing it since like Memento or who knows? Because it was a very complex movie that I... I feel like people shit on it, but it's like the minute people shit on it, it was like, dude, you're not even thinking deep. This movie was made for I, deep thinking. I feel like having only watched it once, the only reason why somebody is going to shit on it is because they might be a little confused and it's too it's too long for somebody oh. who doesn't want to go back and like figure out or watch mm-hmm. it again. So they're like, made oh, it for movie I didn't like it. I yeah, think. exactly. Like if totally. you're not like a movie lover, then don't watch this movie. And I was just going to say, that's the same criticism for Inner uh, Inception. Oh, really? Cool. So, I mean, if you're not a movie lover, then watch, you know, go watch Jungle Cruise. Oh, I do love movies. <laughs> hey, I Jungle was going to say, I know, I don't know why I picked that movie. The only criticisms I understood were, I it didn't bother me personally, but like some people I've talked to said the audio thing where like the dialogue was hard to hear. They didn't really like that. And I'm like, I could get that if you're just trying to casually watch a movie or something, but it worked for me because I was extremely into the film. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Steve was saying the volumes were crazy. Like even I, I remember being in the theaters, Chris, and I was like, holy fuck. Like, I strange. will say I watched the entire movie with subtitles on and that oh. really helped. That really helped me, dude. I needed to do that because I knew how complex the movie but was. But the volume was pretty high or it was. Yeah, I, I had the val- I had the volume. I had the volume oh. up. <laughs> I had the volume up and I had my volume. I'm sorry. And he had some volumes. <laughs> but no, I uh, definitely had I didn't have it on on purpose. And I was like, oh, I'm going to turn these off. And then the dialogue started and I was like, I'm going to need to keep these on oh, yeah. the, enti- the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you guys. So, of course, you know, Tenet, you know, we were talking about a lot of good things. But, you know, what's a movie like this without its villain, Kenneth Bragnaugh? What do you guys think of his uh, his role as Sater in the movie as the antagonist? It was good. I thought he wasn't like too James Bondy of a villain, but that that uh, uh, international kind of like grungy looking guy. I thought it was well done. I mean, they didn't make him too dangerous, but just a powerful man. You could tell where he didn't. He wasn't buff or anything, but you could tell he just gave off that. He that he ego. had the real he had the real like Eastern European guy on lock. Like what you would expect from what that character was, he mm-hmm. really portrayed it well. Of like a small community. In Russia, a town that's what was Just it like Skonsk or something is what they called it, but like he, an Oregon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that's what I would imagine a a dude who had that much money with the yachts and all that to to kind of be like and the organization around him. So and he, he was also very mysterious too. So mm-hmm. I think he did a great job, and I I don't know who he is. I've never seen him in anything else prior to this. I thought he did a really good job acting the role for sure. And I dug it, but I didn't quite get the whole like wanting to end the world or reality or whatever it is when he's got like a kid. And I mean, I know he probably is a yeah, un- you guys, uncaring you, motherfucker, but yeah, you guys have seen it more than me. So that's something I might not have picked up on. But was he like, how did he in particular? He got a person luck of the draw. Like it was just where he be, was. He right? happened to be in the right place at the right time, I feel like. Yeah. Or or those people knew he was going to be in the right place at the right time. But for the <laughs> listeners out there, they explain in the movie, this is a scientist well into the future. 
who discovers how to in, these invert time devices that were di- what they were divided by what three pieces four pieces nine oh, there was nine yeah, pieces nine. oh shit my bad but yeah and it combines to make some type of end of the world event the algorithm the algorithm right? yeah it was broken up into nine pieces and you know, like you guys said he was in the right place at the right time and going back to you know what you're saying chris about you know him ending the world he would i don't even think he cared about his child it seemed like it seemed <laughs> yeah. like it was it was more of like a possession similar to his wife who you know he said if i can't have you no one else can and it kind of seemed like he felt that way about the world it's like well if i'm gonna die because he was gonna die of of cancer she said so he's like if i can't live in this world no one can so that's kind of the vibe i got from him you know even though it's typical end of the world villain it still kind of worked in that sense so and he even said to like my biggest sin was bringing a son into a world i knew i was going to destroy yeah, yeah. That, right there so i guess he knew he knew about all this before he had that kid did he oh, know yeah. about all this shit before he had that chick too i want to say so i mean he yeah. discovered the plutonium back in like the, when they say when the Soviet Union in when when was the cold that? after the Cold War I think yeah. is when they were saying the seventies. Hmm. So he knew about this for a long time. He just like you said, like he brought a kid and didn't intend for the world to go on forever because you know he had cancer and he wanted to end. So so not to get too crazy, he ultimately brought a kid into the world that was going to be his demise. Right? He became Essentially, yeah. Like that he that kid grew up to basically go back and fuck up his shit or is kind of well i mean there's a theory that neil is the son i don't know oh, that's true. not confirmed all that's right not sorry. Confirmed, i had that uh, like it was confirmed right i mean because the kid he's a little boy like in the present time of so we film. don't know that and that's what's cool with the movie is that nolan didn't say that was true or not but a lot of people are saying maybe yeah speculating that mm-hmm. it's like a I've, trunks trunks moment <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I guess he's Professor Lockhart in uh, yeah. Harry Potter. Kenneth oh, Lockhart. fucking A, dude. He is. Holy shit. Gilderoy Wait, Lockhart. Which one? Yeah. What movie is that? Dude, that's Harry that? Potter. The, the second movie. Second one. Oh, I, haven't, I, I saw haven't the seen, first. I haven't seen it. Yeah, he's like a, a, like a Wait, famous Wait, the second, the famous second movie wizard. or the second two part of the last second movie? Second movie. Second movie. Chamber of Secrets. The one where they're still little kids. Yeah, he's like that, that famous... Uh, wizard who basically lied and said he did a bunch oh, of shit. Oh, okay. He, he lied yeah. about the whole thing. He Holy was a crap. Frack. Yeah, that makes perfect sense now that you say that. He was a lot younger looking or he just looked a lot more dolled up. I like, see, again, with these movies, I don't I don't want them to bring super well-known people in. Like, yeah, Robert Pattinson, but again, I was kind of salty with him and not huge into Twilight and stuff, but having actors in the movie, that's that's not huge roles. So like none of us went to see the movie for Robert Pattinson. None of us went to see the movie for any actor. Maybe right. we read it because it was Nolan, but in the Reddit page I moderate, we call him Patty Cakes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Patty Cakes. Yeah. That's because of his sweet ass. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. So. Great movie. Great talk on the movie. I'm definitely going to revisit it. At least I got to watch it a couple more times here just to try to figure a little bit more out about it. But Al, I know that you, I think you have trivia this week for us. Go ahead and pass this shovel over to you, my man. Great question, man. I don't actually have trivia. <laughs> no, just saying. Oh, I've got a uh, movie quote <laughs> trivia, my friends. No. Ah, <laughs> But I was thinking two-second tunes, couldn't think of any time travel songs. I thought uh, 
our favorite time travel movies. There's so many movies out there. So think of one in your head right now, put it to the side and we'll see later if I actually got it. Um, Cause there's so many fucking ones out there. Start the movie quote game. Same rules of two second tunes. You guys know the rules. Check the movie actor scene and uh, any other fun facts in between that will give bonus points out. Any questions? Let's roll. All right. Round one. My favorite. Try to make it hard, but we'll see. Every time I try to help someone, everything just goes to shit. Let's not give up now, Slick. Hell, you've already done so Butterfly much Butterfly effect. Ashton Kutcher. And- <laughs> oh, good job, dude. Damn, Damn. I, was saying, I said it like three times, and I realized I was, I was muted. I was like, oh, oh dude. Oh, someone's going to say I, it before I get on mute. Someone's going to say it. I thought it was that movie, but I didn't know for sure, so I just didn't I knew right away. Dude. I, I love that movie. It kind of worked out that you muted because it played a little longer, but we should go back to the video and watch that. You go and like, like <laughs> I was like, you see the panic after I, I yeah. realized it's it's not working. It's Whoever's cool. editing this right now, butterfly effect. Put me as the real answer. <laughs> I'm editing it, guys. So I, I'll, I am the conductor. I'm the captain. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what scene that was? Just for shits and gigs. His I his wanna... character name is Ryan Johnson. Man, I can't do. I don't, I don't know which exact one it is because it happens in several different iterations, kind of throughout the movie. But he basically explains to her like what he can do and what's going on and how he's trying to fix everything. But she's like, "I don't need you to fix my fucking life, so fuck off, loser." Well, yeah. essentially, it's like the the wings of a butterfly, the ripple effect. So it's like no matter how many times he goes back, it affects shit in a negative way. Yeah, like still. something's always. So yeah. in the end, spoiler and alert, it's better for him just to fucking happen. be a dick to her and yeah. make sure she never wants to talk to him again. Which is really <laughs> fucked up. I think it's pretty underrated. I think it kind of got shit on a bit, but I remember being like, this is a really good movie and Ashton Kutcher's being in a serious role. So mm-hmm. it was a fucking great movie, man. Yeah, it's just an original concept that was executed pretty well. So I dig yeah. it. Butterfly Effect, great one. They made a Butterfly Effect 2 and 3. I'm curious to see them just to see what it's about. Ashton really? Kutcher's not in it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they suck. <laughs> Straight to DVD, <laughs> I think, on those. Ethan Suppley's in both of them, though. All right, you guys did good. Chris nailed that right away, but took him a little bit, so I don't know. All right, congrats, round two. Jumping into it. Who were they? And what were the stories? Right. It helps us to understand where we came from. Or where we're going. Well, you know what I like to say, don't you? No, I know, I know. You make your own history. Does it? Turtles, and, turtles in time. I don't know if I know this one, man. It is a great movie. It was a book. I'd have to hear it again. It was maybe a little soft. People. Who were they? And what were the stories? Right. It helps us to understand where we came from. Or where we're going. Well, you know what I like to say, don't you? No, I know, I know. You make your own history. Oh, Jumper. Oh, oh no. yep. The, Odd. no, it is not. That's a timeline. Oh. That's ding, timeline. Ding, ding, timeline. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen who's timeline. Who's in that? Who, Jumper yeah, is, is not it? a timeline. Yeah, that's trip. Paul Walker. I just, yeah. I just recognized Paul Walker's voice. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I recognize. No, 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 you make your own history. I recognized yeah. his voice too. And I was like, dude, I know this isn't Fast and the Furious, but this is Paul <laughs> I was, was going to, I was going to have the Tina. So it was Paul Walker. Who was the other well-known actor talking to him? Ewan McGregor. No. 
Damn, it kind of sounded like him. He was in 300. Gerard oh. Butler. Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. That was He's like the professor or some Michael Crichton book. Yeah, Michael Crichton, fucking amazing author. If you guys haven't read any of his books, please. Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Timeline was a pretty good movie. If you, have everybody seen that movie? I haven't. I'm not to check that out. Now. Oh, no. I totally I thought it was Katie Christensen. That's why I said jumper. Jumper. No, I agreed with you. And that's not even right. They're like a teleporters. Teleportation. I know. Chris is like, I should have known. You guys should watch Timeline. It is. It is great. Books better. Points to Stephen or what is it? Nevitz. Nicely done, Nevitz and Chris on the board. That was a challenge. All right, we're moving on to round three. Here we go. Hello up there. I seem to have fallen down a cliff. Awesome powers. Awesome powers. <laughs> International man of mystery. Will uh, Mustafa, Mustafa yeah. is his uh, character name. <laughs> okay. Uh, Austin Powers. Mustafa is the name. He just it, fell off the cliff. He just fell off the cliff. The title of the movie like is what Alex. I'm trying to get you guys to confirm. Is it David who shagged me? The spy who shagged me. Oh, I said yes. international yeah. man of mystery. Yes, you guys nailed it. Yeah, all of you guys nailed it. I think my legs might be broken, but I'll, I'll try to stand up. <laughs> oh, yes, they are broken. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely underrated Will Ferrell moment. When I was looking up stuff, oh, I saw yeah. that. I was like, yeah, I have to fucking play this for sure. Very good job, Dave. I think there were some other people thrown in there as well. Dave and, I mean, Chris and Steve. Steve got the title for Steve. sure. Dave got yeah. excited, man. He's real Austin Powers <laughs> nut. <laughs> I am, dude. Oh, oh, oh. I'm a huge nut. I'm a huge Austin uh, nut. If I was nut. unmuted, I would have sounded the same way. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sabotaging yourself here, bro. All right. Good job. Almost everybody's on the board. And we're moving on to round four. I'll make you a deal. If you come, I'll show you the quarter trick. Will you look at the... Oh, I wasn't supposed to play that much. It so didn't familiar. help you guys, huh? I'll go back. Wait, 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 wait. The, the oh, that's so face. familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's familiar. Oh, uh, uh, click. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, damn. His dad is uh, uh, Harry Winkler. He just wants to hang out with him. And his he's kind of being uh, a dick. And he's like, I'll show you the quarter trick. And he's like, I already know the fucking quarter trick. That's the saddest thing. It, it is. The movie. It's a funny movie, but I wanted to highlight how awesome I think this movie was because it was so many emotions. And that part was like really fucking sad. That part definitely choked me up when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people say the same thing uh, in the comments that just, you know, Adam Sandler hit every hit every emotion on this in this movie. All right, guys, round five, we'll jump to it. Here we go. Love isn't something we invented. It's observable, powerful. Oh, it's a fucking um, it interstellar. That is correct. Yes, that Anne is correct. Christopher yep, Nolan. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Anne, Anne Hathaway, Christopher <laughs> Nolan. I think you guys will be challenged if you know the scene. Because it is, I'm challenged. I'm trying to remember what part this was in. The uh, I remember she's on the uh, the ship. She's trying to explain like the greatest force or something. And mm-hmm. love is the greatest force. Yeah. That was the was only that part of the movie that made me roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, nicely done, Dave. Or that Steve. Dave. I just got the, the actress. Okay. You guys and then Fig and stuff too and some good ones. So we'll see how hard this is. Here we go. 
Hey, it's wet willy time, Mo. Wet. Back to what em? future. <laughs> oh no way! Not back to the future. No, I was thinking of. I think you're in the same. I think where your brain's ticking, it's kind of in the same realm. Let's uh, let's try it again. <laughs> what a room. Hey, what's up, April? Oh, hi, April. Oh, oh it's Ninja Turtles. 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 Turtles back in time. <laughs> Damn it, I said that earlier. Is it Ninja Turtles just... go to Japan. Uh, it is Teenage <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles go to Japan back in, back in uh, time. Go back in As time. It, we were young enough that it was like, I could still watch that movie, but the production value cost went down significantly yeah, crazy, for that movie. Like, I haven't tried to watch it since I was a kid. It's What's funny, and bad. it's like international too. Like, they went to Japan. It's the worst costumes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything, everything took a huge budget cut in that, dude. They switched even production companies and like <laughs> every everything across the really? board. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I saw it pop up and I was like, there's so many options. But good job, everybody. Quickly, I'll go around and ask everybody on the list. I Did I hit the movie that you thought, or what movie did you think I was going to play? As a joke, I thought you would do Turtles in Time, and you totally confused me and did it at the end, man. There you so, go. Boom. Hats off. Hats Got off. the mic. I was waiting for one of my favorite movies to make an appearance, Looper. Mm, that was a runner-up, bro. That was very close to being on the list. I just thought it was going to be too hard. Like quotes would have been. Oh, I would have got it right away. Challenging. Man. <laughs> My man, JGL. Yeah, dude. What about. Uh, uh, hot what tub I... time machine. And yes. I thought that might make an appearance. That was, that was on the list, bro. I was waiting for a little Terminator. Dude. Ooh, you yes. guys. I thought all three that you just said. I hey, thought... so is the movie frequency. Is that considered a time travel movie? It is. It was on the list. Okay. I mean, the older one? Like, you know, with uh, Jim Caviezel, where he's communicating with Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid in the past. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, that was on the list. But there were so many. But you guys said them all. I was going to do Terminator, Hot Tub Time Machine, and Looper popped up, too, because that was actually really... That was... Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Bruce Willis from the past, right? I thought Super you might... spoiler alert there, but... Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I thought you might do... Um... Bill and Ted as well. Oh, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. Made me think. I definitely got to go back and watch Butterfly Effect now and Looper. So good I job, everybody. Might, I thought you might throw the curveball of a kid in King Arthur's Court <laughs> as well. Yeah, man. Oh, that is time travel. I didn't even think about that one. Or day. Black Knight. I could have done Black Knight. Didn't True. you go back in time? Yeah. It's pretty much a kid in King Arthur's Court, but with Martin Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that wraps it up. Good job, gentlemen. Awesome, but let's change things up, fellas, and roll into One Has to Go. What you gonna pick? Don't pick no stupid shit, because one has to go. All right, guys. Well, speaking of time travel and time-bending movies, I'm going to start it off, and I don't know if it's my favorite, but I really enjoyed the concept, so I'm going to go with Looper. We were just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Good one, good one. Um, I am probably just going to say Time Stoppers, y'all. Have you seen them? Time Stoppers. That's some... Clock Stoppers. Clock Stoppers. Okay. Clock Stoppers. Sorry. It was a kid movie. They had the clock. You could basically control time with it. And uh, they got in some hoodwink shenanigans. Dude, I uh, I do remember that movie, man. For myself, um, you know, I'm going to go with a classic, man. 
Back to the Future. Hmm, very good. After Clockstoppers, I feel like I can throw out any movie now, but I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with T2 Terminator <laughs> 2. Ooh, ooh, nice. T2, nice. Davy, I know I already dropped this gem of a movie, but a kid in King Arthur's court. <laughs> Very good. Also a good one, man. Well, uh, I think Steve can predict the future because I'm voting clock stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Only because I've never seen it, man. I've never seen it. Not yeah. not being a hater. Hey. I, I have no recollection of seeing it as a child. Likewise. It's one of those like Nickelodeon movies, I feel like, or something like during like Spy it Kids totally days. Was. It was like Spy Kids era, like little kids trying to fight off this government. I know it wasn't a Disney Channel original movie because I saw all of that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think I'll go ahead as well and vote this one off. I was trying to be different. Um, and for that, it's not always cool to be different, guys. Yeah, sometimes it's better just to join the crowd and pick, <laughs> pick classic movies like we did. Yeah, <laughs> be, a, be a sheep, dude. Come I, on. Should, I should have said Interstellar. I'd say, solid. I'd say stop the presses. You don't even need to stop time. Clock stoppers is fucking out of here, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like I think I know where you're going with this. Well, right. I can assure you, if you guys haven't seen the movie, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. So I did see it in theaters, it. man, and it wasn't a letdown when I saw it as a child. Yeah, man, what are you seven? You didn't know better. <laughs> yeah, it does not hold up on this list. It's all right. It's all right. It's gone. All right. Does uh, anybody else have another one has to go question for us? Uh, yeah, I do have one. So in a theme of Tenet, John David Washington and Robert Pattinson's character, they're kind of like a like a duel, a team up movie. So I want to ask you guys, what is your one of your favorite team up movies? And I'll kick it off and I'll say Rush Hour. Rush Hour is good. I'm going to say um, The Other Guys is what I was popping in my head. Was it good? Mine, I wasn't thinking so much of a buddy movie, but a, the duo itself. Uh, I just want to go Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence in you know, the Bad Boys movies. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. that's a duo, dude, for sure. Mine is going to be The Nice Guys. I feel like it's a highly underrated movie, and it's fucking amazing. Really good movie, man. Go out and watch it. Ryan Gosling and um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, thank you. Do the names Riggs and Murdoch mean anything to you guys? Too old for this shit, I'm man. Get too old for this shit i'm thinking rush hour but no lethal weapon oh okay yeah dude, those movies are crazy dude who wants to kick things off um i'm going to kick it off and i haven't watched the nice guys although i agree it looks dope and i should watch it i'm picking it solely off of i don't know their chemistry okay go. well i'm gonna come back at you <laughs> and not vote yours off again because i'm <laughs> going with dave sorry buddy uh, <laughs> lethal weapon my man <laughs> You're going to vote off an untouchable movie? Wow. I just touched it, bud. It's been touched. Got my fingerprints on it. Who are you going to touch, Dad? I have also not seen the, what is it? The Nice not Guys. The Nice Guys. So I'm going to have to put my fingers all over that <laughs> <laughs> and vote it off the island i'm sorry just for the reason i haven't seen it man yeah uh i'm gonna go with one of those those guys movies either the nice guys or the other guys uh lethal weapon i love those uh those that's like a real pairing and uh fig who'd you choose i said uh rush hour Ooh, and rush hour was another pick of mine another so. classic another classic pairing yeah, so I'm, I, I'll just okay, go with the nice uh, guys. I guess I'm off the island. Uh, I will also not be voting off the nice guys because that's a great movie. And I'm glad no one voted for yours, Al, because... I'm, I'm going to vote off the other guys, man. <laughs> so I, at least I'm not gone, but... Yeah, I do enjoy that movie, but 
I feel like the funniest part was with Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock in the beginning when they jump off the building for no goddamn. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Aim for the bushes. We can but make it. it. Yeah. There but wasn't yeah. even there wasn't even an awning in that no, direction. <laughs> I think that the duos and all the ones you guys just said, even though I haven't seen the nice guys, but I feel like they were partners. And the other guys, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character hated Will Ferrell for a while. So it's like they really didn't actually become a good duo until like later in the movie. So I can't speak about the nice guys. Maybe they were dicks to each other, but they, they were a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So it's uh, the nice guys had the most votes. Is that the verdict? See you later. Bunch of mean guys on this side. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. All right. Does anyone else have a, another one for a one has to go? Yeah, I got an idea. Uh, so Nolan, we're talking about Nolan. He's huge on filming in 70 millimeter IMAX. So if you guys can have any ultimate IMAX experience, any movie past or present, which would it be? For me, I've had two amazing experiences in IMAX and I'm torn between the two, Interstellar or Avatar. I'm gonna go with Avatar. Ooh, Avatar is probably one of the first movies I saw in IMAX. Um, I'm gonna have to throw out Mad Max Fury Road. And that was just a spectacle of sight and sound to see in the theater mm -hmm. and giganto screen, so. Can I, uh, maybe I'm cheating a little bit on this, but I'm gonna say the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home. I think oh. that's gonna be amazing on IMAX. I think I would love to see Dune on IMAX. I know it just came out. I saw it at home. And while I was watching it at home, it made me realize it'd be fucking 10 times better because visually and audio, it was it was wild. So I want to see that in IMAX. TB? I also, I saw Avatar as well. And it was great, dude, in IMAX. But I, I want to say I saw Disney's Oceans on IMAX, man. Oh, shit. And that was an experience all in itself. That shit was pretty cool. All right. Well, as cool as that is, I will have to say that has to go. Um, <laughs> sorry. I think that one's probably pretty dope. I feel uh -huh. like we did that shit like ever go to like, remember we went to IMAX for like a field trip and went to the Luxor. Did you guys ever do that yeah. shit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Space one or Everest. That, that was shit was cool. So not knocking yours, Dave. It's, it was probably amazing. Um, well, unlike Alex, I'm a nature lover. So <laughs> you're safe with me, Dave. I'm going to have to vote out Spider-Man because that shit's not even out yet true as of this record for sure um i'm trying to remember everyone alex you said dune dune Ooh, that is a tough one Animax was super dope that'd be dope on imax um dude i don't even know man this is uh mad max was super dope which one you said the newest mad max yes sir period road for sure go with your gut <laughs> go with your heart you no know, you know what you want to say man you just feel bad about it <laughs> <laughs> say say what you're gonna say. Whatever you were gonna say, say it. I don't know, man. This one is truly is hard because the ocean ones would be dope. Bad Max, um, and Interstellar. I'm pretty Mine, sure I saw Bad Max, and that was us. Oh, oh, Avatar. Fuck, sorry. Avatar was really fucking dope too. You know, man. I'm just gonna throw a bone out there and save you guys. I'll say Spider Man since I haven't seen it. <laughs> so save you guys a vote. See what you did there. Pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna have to, as much as I love nature documentaries, and I'm sure the footage is insane. But maybe just trying to consider, you know, of a movie you can engineer the sound and the sights, and I'm not sure about the sound so much. So I'm gonna have to go with oceans. Ooh, I get it. <laughs> 
Nick Cage. Just a full experience. Well, David, it all comes down to you, man. Oh, yeah. Did you say one has to go, Dave? They all encompass different experiences for sure. But I obviously, I can't vote fucking Avatar or any of the other ones off really would be sick. Fury Road. You can Al, what'd you say? Dune. Dune. I haven't seen Dune. And I haven't seen Spider-Man. I know Dune is going to be a, a like cinematic just masterpiece when it comes to the cinematography. So I'm, that it feels like it's meant to be seen in IMAX. I'm going to go with Spider-Man, dude. I'm oh. sorry. Even though I know that also would be sick to see on IMAX. Yeah. I, gotta, just, yeah. uh, I, I couldn't really think of one. It just popped in my head because just from that the recent trailer i'm like fuck this shit looks like it's gonna be hell yeah. cool. if uh, if not spider-man i would vote even mine off compared to the other ones so <laughs> i mean i did that vote, makes you feel any better fit i did vote my <laughs> my own dave so you can vote your own too if you want <laughs> it is dope as fuck on imax but comparatively i mean it's just i would yeah. vote mine off too Especially if you get a little, a little hot, a little smoky smoke, see some mm. oceans on IMAX, dude, that'd be dope, dude. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, for sure. Probably catch a whale, dude. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, whale tails. So many whale tails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All righty, Spider Man, you are off the island. But I'd say on that note, my friends, another great episode of Things We Dig. Till next time, later days. Keep on digging, my brothers and sisters. Adios, my friends. Keep moving forward. Keep on digging, but keep those hands clean, huh? Oh, I forgot we do that.